Treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to the amazing world of radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to the amazing world of radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, for our Easter special this year, we're turning to an episode of Radio Reader's Digest. The original air date, April the 3rd, 1947, and the title is The Man Who Conquered Devil's Island. Our greeting cards bring you the true and exciting story of the man who conquered Devil's Island. Our star is one of Hollywood's most popular young leading men, Van Heflin. has been a habit with the makers of Hallmark cards. They have the pride of craftsmen in their name, H-A-L-L-M-A-R-K-M-A-R-K, Hallmark. Hallmark. Hallmark cards are the kind of cards you can be proud to send, proud to receive. So when you want to send the very finest, look on the back for, look on the back for those three identifying words, a Hallmark card. Those three words, a Hallmark card, are your assurance of finest quality, of finest quality. They tell your friends you cared enough to send the very best. To be doubly sure, always look in the back of the cards you choose for those three identifying words, a Hallmark card. Now to the side of our program this evening is our regular master of ceremonies, the young Broadway actor and producer, Richard Dahmer. Thank you, Tom Shirley, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. There are a few spots on Earth that have held the terror, the stark human suffering of Devil's Island. Tonight, we take you there in the company of a Frenchman named Charles Payon. And in the title role, the makers of Hallmark reading cards bring you an actor whose unusual and colorful background makes him eminently suited to star in tonight's story. Besides being one of Hollywood's most talented actors, Dan Heflin is an able seaman who has worked with men to whom all parts of the seven seas are home. Tonight... He takes you to the most evil spot on earth. As the makers of Hallmark greeting cards present on the Reader's Digest radio edition, Van Heflin in The Man Who Conquered Devil's Island. Well, 
depraved is the word. Yes, doubtless it is. Well, when there's a spot like that and people like that, they are the business of any Salvation Army officer. And sure you have made Devil's Island your business. Exactly. What are you going to do here? Clean the place up. You mean preach to the convict? I mean clean the place up spiritually and physically. Who's going to help you? I'll find helpers. You'll have to import them from France. I'll find helpers right here. But you say, I have used the word depraved. It describes the convict. You won't find helpers among them. I think I will. You won't. Well, perhaps not. What about the officials? Huh. You'll learn about the officials. They don't like it here, but they make a good thing of it. I see. My advice to you is to take the next ship back to France. Thank you, Your Excellency, but I'm not taking your advice. <laughs> Is this how you treat your men, God? <laughs> men? Who said these beasts were men? Oh, oh. God. God, this man is dying. Sure he's dying. He tried to escape and five days in the swamp cured him of the wish. He's crawled back to die. Many of them do. Those who don't disappear into the quicksand. We must help him. We must? Why? Tell me, sir, where is the chaplain of this colony? We have no chaplain. No priest? No priest. No minister? No minister. Well, then, surely you must have a chapel where the men can themselves conduct no. services. You don't seem to understand, Mr. Payon. The convicts on Devil's Island are damned. Hello there. Who's that? I'm a friend. Put your hands at the back of your neck and walk in here toward the fire. Very well, but... There's no need for you to be suspicious of me. You can put down that knife. I'm your friend. What are you doing here? I saw the light of your campfire. I thought I'd get acquainted. What's your game? Well, may I sit down? Keep please? your hands where they are. Well, it's it's just that it's a little difficult to sit down that way. There. Mm, those are fine clothes you're wearing. Yes, they're not bad. Take them off. You're going to steal my clothing? What do you think? Very well, but first, talk to me. Take those clothes off. No, you, you may have my clothes. I I just hope you'll give me yours in return. You're welcome to these rags. But first, I, I'd like to know something about you. Uh, no, not your name. I'm not going to report you to the authority. But I want to know what you're doing here. Cooking these beans. Where did you get them? I stole them. Now get those no, clothes off. No, just a minute, just a minute, please. I'm curious. Here you are, a Frenchman like myself. And here you are on Devil's Island, but you're not a convict. Well, then why are you here? What do you care? I'm a Salvation Army man. I, I care very much what happens to any fellow human being. I'm a liberator. Oh, yes, I've heard of the liberator. 
But I don't know much about them. Well, you know one thing about them now. They steal. Take off your clothes. I will in just a moment. Uh, a liberator is a free convict, isn't he? Naturally. Well, then why doesn't he go back to France? You really don't know? No, if he's served his term, if he's free. Free. Well, that's what liberate means, doesn't it? Liberated, freed. You've never heard of Dublage? No, I, I, I'd like to hear about it from you. Yeah. Suppose you're sentenced to five years on Devil's Island. The end of five years, you're freed. Sure, free to serve your doublage. You have to stay on this island, not a convict, not a prisoner, but not allowed to leave either for five more years. That's what doublage means. If the law requires you to stay here for double your term in prison. That's it. Naturally. You know what we liberate say? They say that when freedom is gained, the sentence begins. Come on, give me your clothes. Why do you want my clothes? How else can I dress? Well, you you can't earn money? Naturally not. You, you steal everything? Yes, including your clothes. Tell me, when are you going back to France? Huh? Never. Why not? We have to pay our own passage. Where would I get money? Can you do carpentry? Why? Can you do carpentry? And do you know other libres who can do carpentry? Why? Well, we'll have to build a shelter, a place where we can... You can be fed without the necessity of stealing. Huh? What are you talking about? And we'll have to arrange a system of payment for that work so that you'll be able to buy your passage back to France. I... I... No, I don't believe... No, 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 it, it's true. I'm a Salvation Army man. I'm here to help you people. But... Back to France? Back to France? It'll be a very long time yet because you'll have to earn that money. Oh, monsieur, this is... Now that's that's all right. Here, now put down your knife, and I'll change clothing with you. Oh, yes. Great thought. I still can't believe it. Well, you'll believe it when the shelter's completely built. And that'll only be about another week. So, Monsieur Pian, your shelter will open in two days. Yes, Your Excellency. Who will operate it? Libres? Yes. The murderer. Jean? Embezzler. Maurice? I don't know Maurice, but he's like the others, doubtless. And I tell you, Payan, your shelter will be a failure with men like these running it. Well, the difference between you and me, Your Excellency, is that I have faith in my weak fellow beings. While you have faith only in your fellow beings' weakness. You want me, sir? Yes, Jack. Sit down. Huh? Thank you, sir. We may as well be informal. May as well forget that you are the guard and I are the official. All right, sir. You enjoy beating the prisoner, Jacques? Has somebody complained? No. Yes, I know. I can always tell when you ask a question like that. Well, the prisoners have to be beaten. They're sullen. They're lazy. They're brutish. They won't work. I beat them because it's the only way to deal with them. And whoever said that... I know. Now, how much do you make from your little graph? Uh, selling cigarettes to the prisoners for more than you pay the liberties to steal them for you. 
How much do you make? Who said I did that? I did. You know it's true. How much do you make? Sir, I, I swear I... All right, enough. The little grafts are going to stop, Jock. And they're going to have to stop feeding the prisoners. But I told you once that I'm never... Unless... Unless we stop this fellow Payon. I mean what I say. You see, Jock, as long as this talk is uh, unofficial, I have my little grafts, too. We must stop this fellow Payon. Can you arrange it? You mean... Hurt him? No. I regret to say that to hurt him would only hurt us. But surely the opening of his shelter can be stopped? Hmm. Which liberates are, are helping it? Pierre Fournier, Jean Breault, and Maurice Fournier. Yeah. I know them. <laughs> All right. But I'll need money. For what? <laughs> Why, for... For a liquor, sir. <laughs> come this way since you started building. Well, I'm very glad you consented to come this way now, Your Excellency. In time for the opening of the shelter. Ah, it is a nice building. From this distance, at any rate. <laughs> well, it's better inside. Too bad to build it here in this wilderness. Too bad this is a wilderness. My intention is to civilize it. <laughs> you are a dreamer, Payan. <laughs> well, we shall see. You shall see. These liberties are no good. They're beyond hope. This project of yours will never work. <laughs> I mean it. All right, let's go in, Governor, shall we? I want you to see for yourself what useful citizens the leaders can be. All right. But I know this won't work. Here we are. Let's go, you know. 
You'll find Hallmark Easter cards that express the deep spiritual joy of Easter, find messages of affection or a cheery hello, and there are always those gay cut-out Easter bunnies and other Easter favorites for the children. Yes, Easter is just three short days away, so stop in at your Hallmark dealers tomorrow. You'll find a regular Easter parade of Hallmark cards. For remember, it means so much more when you send a Hallmark card. You see, for more than a third of a century, quality has been a habit with the makers of Hallmark cards. That's why, on Easter, as always, discriminating folks look on the back of the cards they send and receive for the three identifying words, a Hallmark card. Those three words, a Hallmark card, are your assurance of finest quality. They tell your friends you cared enough to send the very best. Charles Payon is repairing the damage to the Salvation Army shelter. But he has left the door to the shelter wide open. And as he hammers the furniture back into shape, a man comes in. Charles pays no attention to the newcomer, and finally, after watching for a long time in silence, the man speaks. Monsieur Payon. Yes? Monsieur Payon, will you listen to me? <clears throat> well, I'm sorry for what I did yesterday. Yes, so am I, Pierre. Some of the other Liberés have spoken to me. Yes. They were looking forward to the opening of the shelter. Well, it will open. Yes, I hope so. I'm very glad you feel that way. You see, Monsieur Payan, liquor has been my weakness. After yesterday, I don't doubt that. You're angry with me? No. Disappointed. I would like to help you. You can. How? Just tell me how and... You could perhaps find some assistance for me among the Libres, some men I could trust. Oh. Do you know of any such men? All the Libres are rough men, Monsieur Payne. Naturally. But they're all anxious for the shelter to succeed. You're the only man who's ever cared about us. But then you think I could find some helpers who could be trusted? Yes. What do you, you sound doubtful? Uh, I'm not doubtful. It's that... I, too, have been disappointed in myself. You're a Libre, aren't you? Yes. What do you mean? Well, I was asking for Libres I could trust. You're a Libre. You mean... You, you... No, you wouldn't trust me again. I'd like to. Oh, Monsieur Payne. Monsieur Payne. Monsieur Payne, why do you turn your back on me? There's work to be done. Yes, but... but And there's another hammer. Here. Oh? Give me that hammer. All right, men. Tomorrow, we open the shelter. Excellency, please, come in. Is it true you've arranged to take 800 liberates back to France? 
804. Why didn't you consult me? Because you've shown very little interest in what happens to the Liberace. That's an insolent answer. No, Your Excellency, it's merely the truth. When we opened the shelter, you said you didn't care to speak to the men eating their first meal here. But... Eating their first meal here. When we opened the second shelter, you declined even to attend the initial supper. When we started the banana plantation, you said that it wouldn't work, that the Libres were too, too lazy to operate such a project. And never have you let me so much as explain the method of payment of these men. None of that has anything to do with this, this insane project of yours. I received a letter from France. My superiors are worried. Well, they might be when 800 convicts are to be loose on them. Not convicts. Libres. Criminals. Desperate men. Former criminals. Rehabilitated men. Nonsense. No, not nonsense at all. Been rehabilitated. To the of them here, we'd let them starve. Won't allow them to leave. We have nothing to say in here. Exactly here, and to uphold the law. The law is that all title to go free. They've served their sentence and they've served their infamous doublage. They can go back to France if they please. They are supposed to pay for their own passage. They're doing that. A passage to France costs sixteen hundred francs. Where would a libre get that much money? You never would let me explain how these men were paid. They were allowed to take their pay in cash, but if they wanted. They could take only two francs a day and a credit slip for the rest. When their credit slips totaled 800 francs, their projects, their own self-sustaining projects, Your Excellency, doubled that amount. That is a new doublage. I see. I don't suppose I can stop them. No, you can't. But I can appeal to your reason. They are. These men are not rehabilitated. They are going to France to open a reign of terror on your country and mine. They are criminals. And they'll remain criminals. Your Excellency, for months now, we've had an embezzler in charge of the accounts. Our cook in shelter number two is a man who poisoned four people. And when my assistant is away and his wife is alone, his home is guarded by a killer. These men are all discharging their duties very well. And they will be good citizens in France. <laughs> Hundreds of ex-convicts from Devil's Island land at Cherbourg. Salvation Army official brings back horde of criminals. This newspaper predicts a crime wave such as France has not had before in all her history. It is a privilege, gentlemen, to address this committee of the Chamber of Deputies. It is one month since the Libres from Devil's Island set foot once again on French soil. And no crime wave has broken out. Nor has any crime in all of France been traceable to one of these men. This makes it possible for me to ask you to start now in the name of humanity to liquidate the prison colony on Devil's Island. Monsieur Tayan, we knew, of course, what you were going to ask. We ask you to wait for our answer. To wait a long time. To wait years. We are convinced that these men you have brought to France will get into trouble again. If they don't, then you can return to Devil's Island and liquidate the colony yourself. of Devil's Island. You are waiting to cheer a man who has come back to this colony 
with an important announcement for all of us. Well, cheermen, Monsieur Charles Payan. I, I thank you from the very bottom of my heart. I never expected this reception that you've given me. I expected to slip into the colony quietly to go about the work that I have to do and never be called upon for speech. A speech that I, I find very difficult to make because my eyes are filled with tears. My libres, my, my free men, do you know what report I have for you from the 800 and four brothers who are now in France. I have to report that in all the years that I've been away writing and speaking and pleading the cause of the convicts and libraries of this colony, in all of those years during which the 804 men have been walking free in France, only three of them have been in trouble with the police again. <laughs> and cheer because that is a record made by your brothers. It is a record made by you, in effect. It is a record that you will make, for I have this to report also. The government has agreed to liquidate Devil's Island. I am in charge of that liquidation. You will all return to France. <laughs> All that I have to say, and I'm, I'm very tired, and, but I'm, I'm very happy. And now that you are about to receive a rebirth, I can only feel how fitting it is that this meeting should take place on Easter Sunday. <laughs> Van Heflin for an inspiring performance. Well, I'm very glad that I had the opportunity to play that part, Dick. That's a story that's certainly appropriate to Easter. It's just one year ago that Devil's Island was actually liquidated. You wonder what Charles Peon had that could make him do so much. Well, I think I know. I found it in something that I read recently in the Reader's Digest. Something that could be... Well written with the greetings on those Hallmark Easter cards. What was it, man? It was from an article by Bruce Barton called Yardstick of the Spirit. Will you read it for us? Yes, I'd be glad to. The sentence in the Bible, which can do most for the spirit of man these days, is the saying of Jesus. I have compassion on the multitude. Compassion is not pity. It is fellowship in feeling, an outgoing of sympathy that shares another's burden. Trust in God and do something. Today, as never before, we must tin the small wicks of personal compassion in our hearts. Else the light of 2,000 years may be extinguished.
Thank you again, Van Heflin. Folks, here's some real happiness news. Mr. Bluebird, that lovable little fellow from the latest Walt Disney movie, Song of the South, is now on the new Hallmark Mr. Bluebird cards. Yes, Mr. Bluebird is the talk of the town, and he's flying into the hearts of everyone on the wings of that gay new hit tune, zippity doo dah So if you want to send an extra bit of happiness, send the new Hallmark Mr. Bluebird cards. Send them for birthdays, anniversaries, to cheer a sick friend, or just to say hello. Be sure to ask your Hallmark dealer for Mr. Bluebird cards, and you can be doubly sure of sending the happiest kind of greetings. You're cordially invited to be with us again next week at the same time for another fine dramatic program brought to you by the makers of Hallmark Greeting Cards. If you enjoyed tonight's show, won't you please tell your friends about it and ask them also to tune in for next week's program sponsored by Hallmark Greeting Cards. At that time, you will hear a story that is true and inspiring and brave. It's about a splendid young American patriot, Nathan Hale, and it stars a splendid young American actor... Richard Ney. Van Heflin appeared by arrangement with Metro Goldwyn Mayer, producers of Sea of Rats. Mr. Heflin was supported by Edwin Jerome in the role of the governor and Joe DeSantis as Pierre. The Man Who Conquered Devil's Island was dramatized by Robert Sanadella from the Reader's Digest, America's favorite magazine. The Hallmark program was directed by Mark Sloeb with music especially composed by Jack Miller. To be doubly sure of the finest quality, always look in the back of your cards for those three identifying words, a Hallmark card. This is Tom Shirley speaking for the makers of Hallmark greeting cards and for your friendly Hallmark dealer. You will find a wide selection of Hallmark cards at America's finest shops and stores. Remember, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. Welcome back. I actually heard this episode back when we were doing the adventures of Philip Marlowe, uh, some newly uh, circulating episodes, and I was looking for programs that featured Van Heflin to play as extras on the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio app. But when I heard this, I realized this would be such a great program for Easter. It's such an incredible story of courage and faith, and someone who just work tirelessly on the behalf of people the rest of the world really did not care all that much about. It's just such a beautiful story of compassion. Now, my great disappointment is that the sound quality is not the greatest. And that is a shame. I really would love a set of Radio Reader's Digest uh, programs that really sounded good, and I can't find them anywhere. This is passable, but it'd be so nice to listen where there aren't little audio distortions that kind of distract. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode and had a wonderful Easter. We are actually uh, going on hiatus here. Unless something comes up, 
we will be back with you in May at the end of the month to revisit a uh, mini-series we did previously. And then we'll bring you our summer series starting the first uh, Wednesday in June. And at this point, I uh, don't know what it is. But I'm sure that our Patreon supporters will choose something amazing. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. And uh, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.